Good evening, brothers and sisters. Uh, once again, we are meeting together, and I trust that you have enjoyed the worship uh, a moment ago. And uh, we are talking a little bit more about the apostles' ministry because there are so much fear, misunderstanding, apprehension about this ministry, and yet it's so important in order for the church to be able to build up uh, into the fullness of Christ. And uh, so that's why we're spending a little bit time to clarify this for all of us. And this evening, I want to continue to talk about the ministry of the apostles in the church. Okay, we know the calling of the apostles is from Jesus and from the Father. And how do we know that uh, this person is really called by, the, by, by Jesus into this apostolic ministry is through the fruits of the ministry. Look at 1 Corinthians 9, 2. 1 Corinthians 9, 2. Even though I may not be an apostle to others, surely I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. So the apostle Paul get into some problem with the Corinthian church because there are other apostles come in and want to draw their following to them away from Paul. So there is this uh, tussle that is going on. Paul is reaffirming his position as the apostles to the Corinthian church because he was sent there and he started the church and built the church and uh, the result is the Corinthian church. So Paul is saying, you are the seal of my apostleship. This is to prove that, you know, I'm apostle to you. So whether a person is really called into the apostolic uh, ministry is through the fruits of the person, the ministry. And then another verse in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 12. The things that mark an apostle, signs and wonders and miracles were done among you with great perseverance. Okay, so the apostolic ministry will result in miracles, signs and wonders, in the sense that the apostolic ministry will result in things being done supernaturally beyond our human uh, limitation and expectation. Remember, we talk about the gospel of grace that the apostles are preaching because when we lay hold of that, we will enter into the realm of God to do things that, that is accomplished because of the grace of God. That's way beyond what we can do. So miracles will take place. Signs, extraordinary things will take place because of the apostolic ministry. So the apostle was sent and then they started a church or they made up 
with a church that is existing there. For instance, uh, the church in Rome. Apostles Paul did not start that church and he has not been there. But yet he ended up connecting with them and uh, uh, ministered to them even though he has not been there yet. Uh, so we can, we can see that uh, God is opening doors for the apostles to get connected with churches that is there or to start church uh, that, that was never uh, in that place. And so in Acts 15, verse 36, this is after Paul and Barnabas, their first missionary journey uh, to start different churches or visit different churches. And then to, we see here, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. So the apostolic ministry is not just a one-off thing, but the apostles will go back to those church and to, to see how they continue to, uh, to help those churches to build upon Christ Jesus, the chief cornerstone. And uh, when they are being sent to those churches, what is the ministry, what is the purpose of the apostles being there? Do we need them? You know, uh, to, to come to us. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 19. 2 Corinthians 12, 19. Have you been thinking all along that we have been defending ourselves to you? We have been speaking in the sight of God as those in Christ. And everything we do, dear friends, is for your strengthening. Everything we do is for your strengthening. So you see, the apostles are sent or go back to those churches to strengthen, to strengthen what has been built, to correct what is not right, to reestablish some foundation that was not there. You see, this is the, the, the ministry of the apostles. So Paul is saying that everything we do is for your strengthening. So now, Paul is writing this letter to the Corinthian church and seemingly defending themselves. You see, some people, they defend themselves because of their ego, because they want to win. But the apostle is saying, everything we do when we are defending ourselves is not for ourselves, but rather, it say, we are speaking in the sight of God as those in Christ. So what Paul needs to defend about their, their ministry, because the enemy is speaking all kinds of lies and slandering and, and trying to destroy uh, the ministry, their ministry, and destroying what God is doing. So Paul needs to rise up. And, and when we do need to rise up to come against some of these lies and, and slander that is going on. And Paul is saying we do it not, not because of our ego, not because we want to win, but we do it because this is in Christ. It's, it's for, your, 
for your strengthening so that you can see, you can understand, and then you can, you can uh, correctly respond and get back uh, to your faith. Colossians 1 verse 24, Now I rejoice in what was suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's affection for the sake of his body, which is the church. Once again, we see that the apostles, they are willing to sacrifice because of the church, because of the body of Christ. And uh, so he says here, what is still lacking in regard to Christ's affliction? We thought Jesus' death on the cross would complete everything, finish the work of salvation. Yes, indeed he has. But in order for what God has, what Jesus has done on the cross to be able to work in the life of people who do not know him or people who uh, still do not know this truth, the apostle got to be there. The apostle got to, is the instrument that God used to impart that faith, that truth to the people. And so that's why Paul is saying we are still uh, filling up the lack regards to Christ's affliction. So uh, the, the following verse, verse 25, explain a little bit more. It says, uh, Colossians 1, 25, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the saints. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the apostles is called to present, to preach, to uh, the people, the fullness of God. What is the fullness of God? Christ in you, the hope of glory. So this is the apostolic message. When you have Christ in you, Christ who is your life, then when his life manifests, it is glory. Otherwise, definitely there will be no glory. Okay, so this is the, the, the thing that, the, the message that the apostles has to carry to let the people know what Jesus has done for them, what the complete work of Christ has done for them so that Christ can be in them, in them, so that the glory of God can be manifest through their life. So the apostles are sent to strengthen the church. They are committed to build up the body of Christ so that we can enter into the fullness that is in Christ Jesus. And then the apostles is sent to supply what is lacking in the faith of the church. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 10. Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. We're praying that we may see you again 
and supply what is lacking in your faith. You know, I begin to appreciate the visit of different ministry and ministers. You know, when do we need them to come? Can we just read in a book? Uh, maybe just watch it through this online. Yes, to certain extent, you can receive and you can uh, receive the impartation, especially online. You can see and you can reach out uh, in faith. But in those days, they are just using letter, right? In using letter. So the, the apostles are saying, night and day we pray most earnestly. If it's possible to, to be done through writing, then the apostle can just write what, what, what they need to write. But they say, we, we want to be there. We want to visit you. We want our presence to be there so that we can supply what is lacking in your faith. I guess one thing that can happen is when we are in the place, especially under the uh, anointing of the Holy Spirit, we can sense the condition of that place. We can realize what is lacking in that church so that we can uh, impart what is lacking, what kind of teaching that they need uh, in order for them to be strengthened in their faith. So the, 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 the ministry of the apostle, when they go there, is to supply what is lacking, what is lacking in that church. So that visit is important, presence is important. That's why those of you who are watching online, you know, and then if there is a live service, I encourage you to, to just uh, attend a live service because there is different kind of impartation that, that uh, is not possible sometimes uh, just through uh, this online or, or, or to reading, right? And First uh, Thessalonians 3, verse 2. First Thessalonians 3, verse 2. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and God's fellow worker, in spreading the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. Again, you see, you know, Timothy was sent to those churches to strengthen, uh, to strengthen and encourage them in their faith. So this is a continuous ministry of the apostles after they visited or started the, the church and they will want to go back again and see what is lacking, impart what is lacking and uh, uh, and minister uh, to the church so that the church is strong. And uh, the other thing that the apostles do through their visit is to impart the, the gifts of God into the church, into the people. Romans 1, verse 11 and verse 12. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So there, it is the Romans church. Paul has never been there, heard about them. And so he's writing, you know, I hope, I'm longing that I can go there and impart some spiritual gift to you so that you become strong. 
So we can get the impartation of the spiritual gifts through the apostles, through the servant of God. We see that in the life of Elisha, the prophet. He was under Elijah, the great prophet. So Elisha wanted to receive the impartation from Elijah. And so he kept following Elijah and uh, focused on Elijah so that he can receive that impartation or, or that mantle that come upon him. Right. So this is what we need to do. We recognize our apostle. We recognize and understand that they can impart into our life. They can uh, uh, release the grace of God uh, into our life. They can release the truth of God to build up our faith. And, and so we, we want to follow what they are teaching. And we want to follow what they are releasing to us so that, so that we do not miss the grace of God. So Paul wants to go to the Roman, Roman church to impart spiritual gifts to them. And uh, so, does it mean that we just wait there passively so that when they release it to us, we, we will get it? What do we need to do when they impart to us that word, when they impart to us the gift? Uh, and, and what do we need to, how do we need to respond? So our responsibility in receiving the grace through the impartation of the apostle. Uh, Acts 20, verse 32. Acts 20, 32. Now I commit you to God and to the word of His grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Commit you to God and to the word of His grace. So when the apostles visit the place, they preach the gospel of God's grace. They release the word of grace. And I explained to you last week, you know, it's not just about salvation, but rather for us to enter into our calling because of the grace of God, because of the ability, the strength, the power that God is releasing to us to His grace. So the apostle released that word of grace to us so that we are built up. Our faith begins to arise. We begin to see the possibility of fulfilling what God wants so that we can enter into our inheritance. So when the apostle released that word of grace, it's only in seed form, right? It's, it's planted. They have planted that truth that seed, that grace into our life. And what do we need to do now? You know, it doesn't mean that it will happen, but rather we have to lay hold of that word. It's planted to, uh, into us and we need to nurture it so that it produces fruits. The first thing is we have to get what, is, what we have received. Second Timothy 1 <coughs> 14, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. So when that word of grace, when that gifting is imparted through prayer, through laying of hands, when that promises 
a promise of God is given, right? You have to guard that good deposit is already deposited in you with the help of the Holy Spirit. So after you have received it, you, you keep it, remember it, you know this is what God wants to happen in your life. Next, what do you need to do? 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 to 8. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 to 8. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give you, give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So do not be ashamed to testify about the Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. So now the word of grace, the, the gift is deposited in you and you're guarding it. So now you have to fan into flame the gift of God. I think we Malaysian, we can understand this very well. You know, you have a fan when you are trying to light the charcoal before you satay your, your, your food. So you fan, you know, the, the little spark, the little fire there. So once it begins to, to get stronger and stronger and then the charcoal will burn and then eventually you'll be able to barbecue your, your, your meat and, or whatever stuff that you have. So fan into flame. It takes effort, right? Even though now it's just a spark here, a spark there. Uh, you know, when you receive that, that word of grace, but you've got to fan it. In other words, you've got to try it out, activate it, act upon that word, do what you know what to do because of that word. And so when you begin to do it, you begin to try it, you know, again and again, even though you fail, you begin to put it into practice and work on it. Eventually, the fire will just come out, uh, will be littered, right? So this is what, how, how we need to react or respond to the word or the gift that is being released into our life through the apostle. So we begin to put it into flame, uh, uh, fan it into flame so that... Uh, uh, it comes alive so that it works for us and bring us into the promise of God. So we enter into, uh, by the power of God. He said, you got it with the Holy Spirit. You fan it, not just because you're putting the effort, but you're putting the effort with the help of the Holy Spirit, working because this is a word of God. This is a word of His grace. So the Holy Spirit is releasing His grace as you activate, as you act upon it, so that you can do better, right? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And then this verse says, Do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord and ashamed of me, His prisoner. So we need to overcome our our deficiency in our personality. It, it, it talks about God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Sometimes we dare not step up. We dare not act upon it because we are timid. We are fearful. We are afraid to fail. And we feel ashamed. Right? 
and, and the Word of God says, do not be ashamed of what we're going through because of Jesus. Overcome that spirit of timidity because God has given us His spirit of power. So we begin to act upon it and, and not be fearful of failure, fearful that we are not able to do it, but rather we, we just press on and just move ahead with by, obe- uh, by obedience into, uh, in, in, in response to the word of grace. And even if we fail, Paul says, join with me in the suffering for Jesus. Right? Whatever Paul is going through is because of his obedience to Jesus. And so, when we obey Jesus, the apostolic message comes with the cross. We know we need to go through suffering. We need to... Uh, these, these are experiences that is expected that will happen. And so we, we, we understand it and we enter into it. And finally, what do, how do we respond to the word or the gift that is imparted into our life? We need to fight. We need to fight for what God says to make it happen because the enemy is there to stop us uh, from fulfilling the word. 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 and 19. Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them, you may fight the good fight, holding on to faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected this and so have shipwrecked their faith. Okay, so by following them, you know, when the Word of God is deposited, when the gift is given into, uh, into us, we have to follow the instruction, follow the Word that we have received. Response, obey. So there are things that we need to do to, in order to cause that apostolic impartation to become a reality in our life. It, it will not just happen, right? The apostles also need to go there to impart, to give so that we can receive. And when we receive, we need to act upon it. We need to respond uh, to, to that word. So fight the good fight. That means you fight to win. It's a good fight. How can you win? What do you, how can you make it happen? That's what we need to ask when we receive the word. We may need to equip ourselves. We may need to go through training. We may need to build up our body, our strength, our stamina, whatever we need to do, we need to act upon it so that we can fight the good fight, so that we can fight in victory, uh, for victory and in, in victory. And then holding on to faith, holding on to faith as you fight. So there are setbacks, there are discouragement, there are hurts, there are pain, there are suffering. Right? Holding on to faith when you cannot see it yet. Right? You keep believing because this is what God says. This is what God has promised. This is what the apostle has released into my life. I will hold on to it. I believe this is the word of God. And, and you just keep holding on and believing until you see it happen. And then he says, holding on to faith with a good conscience. With a good conscience. 
So when we are moving on, when we are moving forward, we got to search our hearts, right? Because some people they they thought the problem is some someone else's problem. They never search their heart. They never see whether they have a good conscience or not. Are you doing what you need to do? Have you done your part? Is there things that you need to change? Is your life, your life, certain areas you need, you need to work on it, right? Do you have a good conscience about it? So sometimes we, 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 we blame. We say, oh, you know, that word wasn't fulfilled. And we think that it is not from God because it, it wasn't fulfilled. But the thing is, for that word to be fulfilled, you've got to fight. Okay, you've got to hold on in faith with a good conscience until you see it happen, right? So this is what we need to do to respond to the word of God. Fan it into flame. We act upon it. We try. Well, if, it, if there's a little spark, we just keep, keep going and keep going and keep going until the, the fire is, is lit, until that gift is working in our life and begins to produce fruits. And then we got to, we know that there are things that will hinder us. So we need to fight with the word of God in response to the word of God until we see it happen. Okay. So, uh, this evening we, we, we learned that, uh, the ministry of the apostles, they, they will come back to the church again and see what is lacking, know what is lacking and impart that which we need. And they are, there to strengthen our faith. And it's so true because they, they reveal the word of God in its fullness to us so that we are so excited with what God has prepared for us. But then we also need to know it doesn't happen just because the apostles say so, but now we got to respond, right? We got to fan into flame. We got to start activating, trying and work on it and, 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 and see that, nurture that thing until it grows. And then we got to fight that good fight because we have to overcome our own deficiency in our life, in our personality and fight because God has given us His Spirit, His Holy Spirit, so that we know it will take place because of the power of the Holy Spirit within us as we respond to His Word. So I trust this will help us to understand better to uh, the ministry of the apostles and also help us to know how to respond to their ministry so that we are blessed and we, we are built up. The Church of Jesus Christ is, is built up. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the ministry of the apostles. We thank you for the strengthening, for the word of grace that is released to them, the word of revelation that is released to them and the impartation of the spiritual gift to, to them, O oh God. And, and Lord, we pray that as we respond to your word, as we respond to the, the instruction, as we uh, activate and put them into uh, practice, Father, you will grant us success. And, 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 and as we continue to persevere in faith, Lord, we'll see better and better results. And Lord, we, we pray that your church will become strong and, and fruitful 
and and show forth your glory because we know how to respond to the, the ministry of the apostles. And Lord, we pray that your name will be glorified in the church, in us, and through us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. See you again.